Hello and welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. I hope you're hungry as we've got fresh meats and herbs and spices today. A traveling merchant stopped by the bazaar and brought so many delicious newly harvested goods. The fruits were so juicy and the vegetables were so crisp and fresh. The meats were incredible. Just look at this lettuce. No browning around the edges at all. I had a talk with the merchant. Asked him how he got this wonderful bounty. He wasn't much of the talkative type, but he said, Nature provides all, and so I provide nature to the people. It sounds like he is rather in tune with nature. So, we'll discuss the most nature-centric people you'll find out there on your journey. Druids. Druids are conduits for nature. They hold the sanctity of nature above all else, gaining their power from nature itself or possibly a nature deity or higher power. They sometimes seek a mystic traditionalism in their approach with nature, performing rites and rituals to appeal and call upon the powers of nature, or possibly to appeal to a deity of nature. These rites and rituals are so ancient, so old and hollowed, that they are sometimes referred to as the old faith as opposed to going to shrines or temples to appeal to deities. The powers a druid is given are more focused on nature and animals than those of other casters. They are given powers to harness the tooth and claw of wild beasts, the light and power of the sun, the gleaming radiance of the moon, the fury of storms, and the burning passion of fire. Not only do they gain the ability to harness these forces, they gain the ability to Body these very powers through being able to adapt themselves into the form of animals. In fact, some druids come to prefer their animal forms to their more humanoid forms. A druid's main purpose in the world, to themselves, is to maintain the balance between the four elements of the world, air, fire, water, and earth. They try their hardest to keep an equilibrium between those four and they strongly oppose any force that reveres one element over any others, fully believing that if any element were to gain too much power, the world would be destroyed, pulled into the most powerful elemental plane. Another goal of the druids is to find harmony in the balance that sustains the plants and animals they care so deeply for. They try to help people understand that nature should be lived and worked with, not fought back and opposed. In accepting the balance of nature, they are okay with the cruelties of the natural world, but despise things that are unnatural and fight against nature itself, such as aberrations, like abolists and beholders, and undead, such as zombies or skeletons. Druids despise these creatures and forces so much they will even lead raids against those forces, especially when they encroach on the territory of a druid. It is in this territory that a druid protects that they can most often be found. But if something significant threatens the balance of nature, druids can be found in a more active role, hunting down that danger that threatens all of nature. It is a druid's need to protect the balance of nature that is most likely to make them an adventurer, as it is usually a threat to this that drives a druid to become an adventurer, to find a way to save their home, 
or drive the corruption in it out. Or maybe a druid goes on an adventure to find a new area to harness the harmony of nature in. Now that we understand what a druid is, we can discuss what abilities a druid gets from the nature around them. A druid, like so many other classes, get a d8 for their hit die. While this does allow them to mix it up in combat, similar to a cleric or bard, we'll discuss why a druid is much more available to pull off a tank roll when we discuss their abilities. A druid, since they have spells, can pull long range attacks, but not nearly as well as some other casters. A druid is really meant to mix it up in combat, as they are proficient in light armor, medium armor, and shields, but due to their affinity for nature, they are unable to wear metal. They are able to use metal weapons though, as they are proficient in clubs, daggers, darts, javelins, maces, quarterstaffs, scimitars, sickles, slings, and spears. While they do have these mostly simple weapons, they have abilities that give them the chance to deal decent damage in combat. They gain proficiency in intelligence and wisdom saving throws. Wisdom is the druid's spellcasting ability, so it's appropriate that they would get proficiency in those. Druids are a full caster class. They get their spellcasting at level 1, and they are a caster of the prepared caster type, allowing them to prepare a number of spells equal to their wisdom modifier, plus their druid level at the start of each day. If they wish to change the list they have prepared, it takes one minute for each level of each spell on the new list the druid has created. Druids also get the ability to practice ancient rites and rituals of nature and can do ritual casting, meaning they take an additional 10 minutes to cast a spell that is labeled as a ritual spell so that they do not have to use a spell slot to cast that spell. As for the focus for their casting, a druid requires a druidic focus such as a sprig of mistletoe or holly, a staff pulled out of a living tree, or a totem made of fur, bones, and feathers from sacred animals. Similar to a bard's focus, in order for it to be used as a spellcasting focus, the druid must have a free hand to use it as they cast. They regain all their spell slots on a long rest, just like all the other spellcasters we've covered so far. Druids get a special language for their class, called Druidic, which they can use to communicate with other druids or leave behind subtle messages in Druidic that only they can decipher. It's at second level that a druid gets their iconic ability, Wild Shape. This allows a druid to magically shape themselves into a beast that they have seen before. They can use this ability twice between short rests, but they are limited in what animals they can become as determined by the beast's shapes table in the player's handbook. Whenever a druid transforms, they can maintain their beast shape for a number of hours equal to half their druid level rounded down. At the end of this time, they revert back to their normal form unless they spend another use of their wild shape ability. They can also revert back early by using a bonus action. They automatically revert if they are knocked unconscious, dropped to zero hit points, or die. While they are transformed, a druid takes on the statistics of the beast they transform into, but retain their alignment, personality, intelligence, charisma, wisdom, 
and all skill and saving throw proficiencies, while gaining the proficiencies of the beast they become. If a beast has a better proficiency in a skill than the druid, the druid takes the proficiency in that skill instead. When they transform, they also take the HP and hit dice of the creature they transform into. When they revert back, they return to the amount of HP and hit dice they had when they transformed, except if they revert because they dropped to zero hit points, in which case any excess damage is carried over to their HP in their humanoid form. They can't cast any spells while wild-shaped, but being wild-shaped does not force a druid to lose concentration on their spells, and if their spells allow them to take an action, they can still take those actions. They also retain the benefits of any class or race feature or features from another source and can use them as long as their new form is capable of doing so. But any special senses, such as dark vision, do not carry over. When a druid transforms, they decide what happens to their equipment. It can fall to the ground, be absorbed into the new shape, or be worn, but it is up to the DM whether the new form gains any benefit from wearing it. The druid's equipment does not change to fit the new creature, and anything it cannot wear must either be dropped or merged into the transformation. Equipment that merges with the new form has no effect until the druid reverts back into their natural form. This ability is what allows a druid to pull quite a few party roles. At second level as well, a druid chooses their subclass. A Druidic Circle A Druidic Circle is a subsect of the Druidic Society that extends across all the lands. Essentially, a Druidic Circle is a local group of the Druid Society that shares beliefs on nature, balance, and how to go about the responsibilities of being a Druid. This circle grants the Druid special features at 2nd, 6th, 10th, and 14th level. Druids don't get anything aside from their wild shape improvements, new spell slots, and what their circle gives them until level 18, where they harness their primal magics to slow their aging. They start aging only one year for every 10 years that passes. Also at 18th level, they gain the ability to cast spells while in their beast form, but not any that require material components or a druidic focus. At 20th level, a druid becomes one of the most powerful of their kind, attuning themselves to the primal forces so strongly that they can wild shape as much as they want. They can also ignore all components of any spell they cast, even in their wild shape, except for material components that have a cost or are consumed by the spell. This allows them to silently call upon the powers of magic no matter what shape they take. The druid is a very versatile class, being able to pull support with their healing spells, striker with some of their attack spells, and spacer with quite a few of their spells that create areas of effect and make difficult terrain. But one of the most interesting roles a druid can pull is tank. A druid, particularly a circle of the moon druid, can use their wild shape to give themselves a very large pool of health, making them very hard to kill, since an enemy would have to get through both the druid's health pool and that of the beast they become. At level 20, this makes a circle of the moon druid essentially unkillable, 
as they can change shapes as many times as they want, refilling their health pool every time. As for multi-classing abilities, they pair extremely well with any support class. They can also work in an interesting way with other caster classes, but Druid is extremely valid on its own. That's Druids, the wardens of nature and tender to animals. They watch over the lands, and if you respect the land, they will respect you, heal you, and protect you. If you disrespect their land, they can force you to be lost, alone, and unable to make it out from the very force you dare disrespect. Hunted by a ferocious beast. Next time, we'll discuss the class that some say is the most simple, though I personally disagree. We'll be discussing the fighter. Until then, go and smell the roses. Just be careful not to trample the rose bush while you do. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the Tavern Keep. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tavern Keeps Guide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you, and make sure to tip the barmaids. <laughs>